The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. Anytime the father spoke, I would yell, shut up! And Michael Lucas. Oh, interesting. She's consulting her waters. This is Emsolation. I'm sorry, but I don't want to make any assumptions about people's neurotypes, but... Of course you don't. You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is M. Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain. And together with my best friend since I was 11, screenwriter Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every week. Hello. I'll be honest, this podcast very nearly didn't happen because it's a strange old time in the world and as you'll hear Michael and I discuss the... Australian entertainment industry lost a truly lovely human in Cal Wilson and at recording, we've just all found out. So um, we'll talk a bit about Cal and, you know, obviously there's a lot going on in the world at the moment. It feels strange to then do a pop culture podcast. But we've always said we're a safe space and perhaps a place to escape to and so we went ahead and did it. But just please know that and you'll hear Everything that's going on in the world weighs heavy on us and on our hearts and on our minds and it is a weird old time out there. So look after yourself mentally, shield yourself from what you need to, educate yourself, do nice things. It is, everything feels a little bit, I don't know, heightened and unstable. I think that's how I've been feeling anyway. That's all I have to say. I hope you're okay. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. All right, play the music. you're only a what-if away from creating the perfect holiday. And right now, Emsolation listeners can get 10% off selected hotels. Go to whatif.com forward slash listen for details. What if it's Aussie for travel? M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Michael Lucas, everything's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to call the podcast off. You did. You've tried <laughs> a few tried. different things. I've tried several times. Oh, God, I'm going to cry. Oh, God. Oh, honey. We should just clarify. <laughs> it's not just personal. It's the, it's just there's an absolute collision of really horrible events. It doesn't matter where you look at the moment. Yeah, it's fucked. 
Do you want me? Should I just list them and you quietly wait? No, 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 no. It's just, I mean, obviously there's a whole thing going on across the Gaza Strip there, the Israeli-Palestine conflict, which is just so awful. And we're deliberately not commenting on it or putting social media posts up about it because I'm not an expert in that field and Mm. it's it's horrible. Mm. Um, And we've just learned this morning that, That Cal Wilson passed away and Cal is somebody that I didn't know very well but someone I worked with a lot and she was lovely and kind and beloved by the Australian community community and the Australian public. Um, So it's just a shock. It's a Mm. fucking shock. I couldn't believe it when I saw that pop up. I know. It was – I got in the car because I voted voted this morning and the referendum's obviously coming up this weekend and – I got in the car and Chella said to me, do you know Cal Wilson? And I said, yeah. And she said she's died. And it was like, you know when you hear words? So surreal. And it's like, what do you mean? Yeah, you need to check it about four times just for it to, I know. Because it's it's like she's been violently ripped from a picture. You know, like Mm. she was only sick for a really short time. And um, I just, every time I've ever worked with Cal, she has been so kind. I know, yeah. And she's also one of those people that... um, you know how sometimes the the most beloved and successful people in the media field are, are people that they're off camera and on camera they're they're the same. Yeah, they they hold true to themselves. Yeah. And she was so in that category. She I is. once did a brainstorm on a comedy show years ago, like twelve years ago, and she didn't know me, and I only had like one credit at the time, and was she was just unbelievably warm, yeah, good spirited, good energy, interested, mm. surprising, fun. It feels frivolous and dumb. Um, and I had like a total, I don't know, the universe is just, everything feels a bit out of control. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it feels like I probably need to log off social media for a bit. You know, waking up every day to the new awful things going on is just, but then I can't log off because I feel like I need to know. And we want to remind everyone I early voted today for the referendum mm. because the Saturdays are a bit hectic for me with all the flyers oh, yeah. and the the lines and so and it's very unlike me to vote early. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's actually it's quite the trend apparently. Like it's it's the pre polls running ahead of the normal federal election. I was in election. and out in three minutes. Yeah. And I was I voted away from home, mm. so I had to sit down and you know chat with the person. And when they slide the thing over to you, you have to write mm. yes or no, like mm. it's not ticking a box. Mm. I got weirdly emotional, mm. and the lady said that I'm not the only one. Yeah, <laughs> but as I put the ballot, I'm just weirdly emotional anyway. As I put the voting slip in, I like I was trying not to cry, and she's like, "It's okay. This that's happened to other people." So I, I can't mm. even tell you why. Yeah. But this, this has no bearing on my life, this mm. vote, which is ridiculous that I am voting when you think about it. I, I don't know. Do you? Well, yeah. Oh, no, I understand. Even for privileged white Australians as we are, it, like the levels of sort of denial as we grew up and all that sort of stuff and this feeling of unease that we you know, that everything around us doesn't really want to acknowledge and everything like that. This is going to the heart of that. And Mm. it does feel, it does feel really emotional. And also, you know, frankly, that's another thing that's depressing. All the polls are depressing. There is an ominous feeling hovering over it. My God, I hope 
that there's a surge and it's completely wrong. But it it is. I I don't think I'm ready for the worst case scenario if it goes down and what it'll say about us. But that's the thing. What it says about us. Oh like, my god! Imagine any other country looking in on us mm. and being like, "What do you mean they voted no against an indigenous voice to parliament? What? What? Oh, like no. it's so." And it's like there's all of this fear-mongering and so much of it is about, oh, what it's going to unleash and you don't know. Honestly, I've looked into it and looked into it. Literally, the worst thing that could happen if it gets up, the worst thing, the very, very worst, worst case scenario, is that maybe it won't be as effective as you might hope it would be. And But I think it probably will be. I think it'll be way better than, it's very unlikely to be anything less than way better than anything that's been there before and a step in the right direction. So for it to go down for so much fear-mongering over how it's going to divide the nation no. and bullshit. Well, I can tell you, if this goes down, the nation's going to feel Extremely. divided and, and sorrowful. And I, I know. And all I can say is the way I've made my decision is I've thought about it myself and how I want the country that my kids are growing up to to be shaped, growing up in to be shaped and how I want to look. And I've also really listened to the voices of members of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community, people that I have always listened to mm. on numerous other topics. And and it's, I just feel like a, a combination of that has led me to yes so easily. Mm. And I can't deny when, when I sat and when I spoke to Rachel Perkins, who is the daughter of the country's foremost Aboriginal academic, he was... Like he was just incredible, Charlie Perkins, and Rachel's coming from a place of she's she was on the Uluru statement to the heart. She's been on this for years and years and years. And when she tells me, looks me in the eye, and says, "Every representative body, major representative body on the mainland, which are the land councils." who are democratically elected grassroots Indigenous organisations, they all support the voice and constitutional recognition. So, you know, we've got the polling, we've got the democratically elected grassroots organisations, we've got a history of advocacy that goes back 50 years. I just don't know what more people need to say, when I vote yes, I'm standing with the majority of Indigenous people on this issue. Who am I? To decide I know better and I'm going to vote no. Mm. I'm scared what happens to us mm. if it's a no. Mm. Genuinely. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. I am now a expert on football. <laughs> Not AFL. Soccer football. <laughs> I sat down to watch the Posh and Beck stocko. Tonight we bring you the story of how David Beckham became a global phenomenon. I never really did well at school because all I ever wanted to do was play football. My manager kept saying, try and keep it under wraps. So we would meet in car parks and that's not as seedy as it sounds. Classy. I suppose that most blokes have looked at the television so they're like, uh, don't fucking end up with them. My life had become something different. We were worried that he'd lose all what he'd worked for because football come first and all of a sudden it wasn't. It definitely didn't change me. We changed. There's no doubt about that. Always been obsessed with those two. I haven't been, but now I am. I'm surprised. And I'll tell you right now, they remind me of Scott and I, but I'm Bex and he's posh. I look like posh, but 
some of those photos, when she's lying holding the newborn, there's a shot of me that... Uh, and oh, I know. Scott was, like, startled. He goes, God, I thought that was you. Because there's genuinely a shot where I'm lying back in the bed and holding one of my children, newborn, and Posh and I looked identical. Sometimes where her personality reminds me of you. Oh, and yeah. one, some specific... Like when she's like, if those men were here right now, I would kill them. I would absolutely kill them because... <laughs> Because she was angry at things they did to him. Oh. That's very you. If someone hurt someone you love, oh. I'm sorry, but I don't want to make any assumptions about people's neurotypes. But of course you don't. Those dot, two. Dot, dot. <laughs> those two should possibly think about yeah. doing a few checks on no, themselves. That's right. Because we all saw the sequence where he explained how his wardrobe works. <laughs> it's all quite organised. Jackets, uh, jean shirts shirts and then it goes from jumpers cardies to t-shirts underwear socks and then suits so you do this i do this kind of color coordinated and then obviously i put them at an angle just so i can see what's under them t-shirts so those are my outfits for the rest of the week wait 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 explain that to me i prep my week I did think of you in that one. Mate. And also how, you know, things would play out at school and how he would hyper-focus on, what, you hyper-focused on one activity? How strange. Mm -mm. And what, neither of you had friends and were on the fringes and were bullied for being different. What? Mm. And then you found each other and you've been barnacled on together and you can never leave each other's side. What? (laughs) How much did you know about, for example, the infamous red card incident? I knew about him being blamed because Scott follows football. Okay. But I did know about him being blamed for England's World Cup loss. Changed my life. Had Beckham not been sent off, we could have probably snatched a win. It's arguable, isn't it? Uh, He'll regret this terribly, but he'll have to learn to live with it. There was this horrible paparazzi guy walking along. How do you feel about letting your country down? You're a disgrace. I didn't know that it actually wasn't his fault. And I didn't no. know the the depths at which I was outraged. I was screaming. But I started yelling at the telly when the father started speaking. Anytime the father spoke, I would yell, shut up. <laughs> his dad made me so mad. Right. I his just, dad was terrifying. His dad was terrifying. Mm. And when you see David Beckham on camera, he mm. just looks broken. Don't you think he has the air of a person who has been broken? He definitely looks like he experienced trauma and has sort of just decided to swallow it down and hold on to it, but it's still like right. I mean, there were so many junctures where he's like, to tell you the truth, I still haven't figured out. I've got to go high. Still haven't figured out how to. Oh, no, that was a wow, jockey. Wow, what was that? That was a jockey. <laughs> um, no, he's still, he absolutely, there's all this stuff that he still hasn't, wa- and like so many times I get to go, yeah, we just haven't even thought about that. I don't think I've ever talked about it just because I can't. I find it hard to talk through what I went through because it was so extreme. So many times I was like, oh, I just wanted to give Bex a hug. Mm. But I didn't (laughs) know how long England tortured him for the red card. No, so this, we should explain. So this was early uh, match in one of the World Cups and he was obviously on the English team. And at one point, he's on the ground. Well, he got pushed. Pushed by one of the one of one of the other players mm. and from the other team. And that should have been a foul. Mm. It was, and it was a deliberate push in the back. He went down, and Bex just flicked his leg while he was on the ground. He flicked his leg to the side, and he couldn't. He didn't know where that other player was. He had no idea. He just mm. flicked his leg. I think out of frustration. Mm. 
It was so petulant and weird and it was definitely petulant and definitely a little bit of retaliation. But but like, it was not going to do as he got openly shoved in that's the back. Right. And then the other player did a, a dive, really, yeah. like badly acted. And oh, was, fall back. And was interviewed and was asked the question: Did David Beckham deserve the red card? And he said, absolutely not. Yeah, it was pretty obvious that I just. Yeah put on a performance. But nonetheless, and they gave him a red card, which was so severe, like looking at it now. And the match went to penalties. Yeah. And David was obviously one of their strongest goal scorers. Yeah. And England ended up losing in the penalty shootout. Yeah, so out of the World Cup. So he wasn't even, so they still had the penalties to make, you know, so to blame him as though it was full time and they didn't have another shot to win it, they did actually have quite a few more shots on goal to win it. Mm. They're just saying if David didn't get the red card, perhaps David would have had a shot at penalty. Perhaps he would have scored. There are so many perhapses in that equation. But he's... They hung, they hung him like effigies of him from a mm. noose. Mm-hmm. There were death threats. He so was, the coach threw him under a truck. Okay, so the coach can get in the fucking bin. See, that's what Posh says. <laughs> My favourite line was... And how old was David? 23? You're a kid at 23. And Glenn Hoddle was a man. And a man... Well, I wouldn't even call him a man, actually. He was an older person. <laughs> that coach, and also the worst part was David looked up to that coach yeah. when he was a kid. Yeah. And that coach kept, all these men that David Beckham looked up to just kept letting him down. And then also, so Alex Ferguson, the coach, longtime coach of Manchester United, he, the way, so David found out he'd been traded from Man U. Mm. He found out in the press. Mm. He'd been there since he was a 13 year old boy. Mm. Alex Ferguson was like a father figure. He gave his soul, lifeblood and heart to that club. Mm. But Alex Ferguson didn't like the stardom, the the posh side, the, mm. the ad campaigns. Mm. And so he fucking, he trades him. And Bex, you can see when they're sitting talking to him now as a 47-year-old man, mm. he's still devastated about yeah. it. Yeah. He can't even talk about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so bad. So he had the, his dad be a fucking arsehole. The England coach throw him under the bus. And then the Manchester United. The Manchester, I mean, fucking hell. And then they go to Spain and the country basically tortures Posh the entire time. Well, then we have the alleged affair with Rebecca Luce. Well, and wasn't that interesting? Never addressed if it happened or not. No, but it's weird because I felt like my read on it personally also never denied no. You know, like they never say... No, they don't go they, into it. There's never one line when no. he says it was a false thing. They just talk about the trauma he, he of it being public. They, it. they say it's like the most devastating thing that happened between them. Mm. They they basically, I would say, do almost everything but say that it, it happened. He didn't say... It was untrue. He never no, said never, that. never, Not once. No. And I thought that was... They're so telling. Interesting. I mean, basically it was an admission, I, well, I would say. I don't know because I don't agree. I don't just think? Feel, it, why never, wouldn't you though? If it didn't happen and he really didn't believe, uh, I think because he knows if he finally because they've never commented on it publicly. Mm. It's always been. I think he knows that if he actually said something concrete, it would just like Rebecca's totally. life would, would be blown up. up again. Yeah. I just think keeping this. Uh, if I was their PR, You'd play it exactly. I would way. advise them to just really keep the flames down. Mm. Don't. I think it, that's the only way it could have been handled. Because remember this other, this poor woman who's now a yoga instructor in Switzerland. Mm. She literally had to move to another country. I went and looked her up. Mm. She's copping a bit now because of this documentary. But mm. no, I, I really, 
I really feel for him and I love him and I love them. And some of the outfits, the purple, I'd forgotten oh, about the purple wedding outfits. I tried to think back to when I decided to wear a purple suit. I don't know when that happened. I think I just took Victoria's lead on it. But what, what were we thinking? But it was fun. We weren't worried about what people were going to say. I mean, Chris, how lovely to be that way when you just don't really care. I hadn't forgotten. Oh! And the thrones with the gold the thrones. thrones. Now I want to get us thrones for the end of year extravaganza. I've actually looked into it. Well, can we also get the purple? Outfit? Well, I was just thinking, I think we should wear the purple wedding up. You can buy them online. Can you? I think we should go as posh and back to the end of year extravaganza on thrones. Perfect. You wouldn't believe this. I'm dyeing my hair blonde anyway. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. My hair's short and brown like it hers is. anyway. It's perfect. No, we're doing it. It's perfect. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I just, when the wedding picture came up, I just, I, I started clapping. Yeah. And Scott walked out and he's like, and he looked and he's like, oh, wow. I'm like, I know. Oh, <laughs> I know. Like, wild. Heaven. It's wild. And I also love, I also love when she's telling my favourite, favourite part, you'll know, when she's telling the story of when she's on the table getting her C-section. Mm. Because when I was on the table getting my C-section, everything had to be halted because no one could find Scott. All the nurses were like, we need to find Scott. Mm. And he was off getting himself a sandwich. David Beckham was having a photo shoot with uh, Jennifer Lopez and Beyonce. Oh, my God. <laughs> Amazing. Very similar. She was laying on the table literally and she's mm. like, oh, I'm going in to have... The, the the baby on Monday and he's like, I can't be there. <laughs> My favourite character in the whole thing. His mum. No. Oh, I loved her. I did love her. I loved Remember her. But she, she was just she... pipped by the receptionist at Manchester oh! United. Oh! Mm. oh, I love Kath. Was it hard for you to see England turn on him like that? I didn't like it at all, but... I had no say in the matter. <laughs> I'd love to have said something, but you can't. You just keep him, you know, <laughs> like I've always done. Gorgeous. No, his his mum for me was was so great, especially when she when she was so happy with herself that she um she charged something to someone's room. He'd been mean to David. Oh yes, there was a pro- oh, re- that's reporter right. from the Sun staying in the hotel room near us, so we we All ordered and a- had dinner, <laughs> put her in his room. His room. <laughs> what a brilliant. <laughs> Honestly, I read some really bad reviews about it, but I... Me too. Did you? But Mm. I genuinely, I guess maybe maybe if you're of that era, it means more to you because that was so us. That was so prime. I loved them and I I just, and I still do. And they do remind me of Scott and I in a weird way. I know I make everything about me. I can't help it. (laughs) I sat there, Scott and I sat there holding hands watching them. Oh, God. And we did. Who are you? (laughs) We did. We sat there holding hands watching them. I did not used to love them, but now I do. You love them. So whether you, you know, whichever way you come in, all I can say is whoever is putting together an equivalent Spice Girls documentary. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know there's been shorter ones, but they haven't been sort of authorised. I want a 10-part, all five of them. Yeah. Going back, getting the original people that put them together, I just want the whole story and saga, including their solo careers. If only one of us had a production company and the capabilities of making a TV show. Oh, come on. If, I don't, if I'm the Spice the Girls, power. let's just say I don't know that I quite have the money that they're going to be looking for. Well, I feel like you could find but it. But I hope they're signing <laughs> I hope they're signing their deal. I would wash the shit out of that. My other favourite thing, and I've just remembered, is basically the Spice Girls took him in and protected oh, him like mother yeah. hens. I know. That was like fan fiction. It was 
That was ridiculous. They were touring America. It was right after the red card incident. And so he just basically became, Mm. by that stage, Jerry had gone. So he was like the fifth. He replaced Jerry for a period of time. And they all looked after him. They looked after him. They shielded him. They absorbed him into their spice world. They did. Oh, go and watch it. So fucking good. My darlings, you're only a what if away from a holiday right here in Australia. And I bet you've hardly even explored it. To that I say, how dare you? What if have spent the last 23 years helping Aussies explore this country and helping us connect with one another? The What If app can connect you to hotels and apartments, maybe a little cabin in the Adelaide Hills, a rainforest retreat in Queensland, or even a holiday park alongside the beach in WA. You can also book flights and combine them with hotels for a package deal. Plus they do car hire and even things to do when you get there. We love that for us. Australia is the place you want to be. It's not a consolation prize. Plus, you don't need a passport or customs check to get there. Book your Aussie holiday on the What If app now. What If? It's Aussie for travel. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Any news? No one asked for. <laughs> Look, I'm excited about it, but I just feel like I don't know that there's been a huge public thirst for the following project you're about to discuss. Yeah. Go. There, okay. <laughs> Do people need to... Can you, you preface might... this with our, my obsession with bats? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the first preface is it's a motion picture. If it were not for this motion picture, I wouldn't have met my husband. It's true. It's true. <laughs> the we, second one is... We deeply care about... And loves Baz. <laughs> I love Baz. Hasn't met him. <laughs> Never, and we must. I know. Our I energies know. must be together at some point. Yes. So you my have. my yes. first professional job in the film industry, straight out of film school, very very lucky, was working. <laughs> Someone say kissed on the dick, bro. What a first experience. What a first experience. I know. Yes, working for so Baz Luhrmann. People, you can't tell the stories, but fucking hell, the stories. Oh my god, did your yeah. NDA ever run out? Because some of the stories no. I've heard are <laughs> so an good. NDA sounds terrible. I just had to sign a deal saying, you know, I mean, it's standard. It's just completely yeah, standard. Yeah, still. I've already told the story on this podcast about when I answered the phone and Madonna was on the line. Yeah, I love that story. Yeah, <laughs> said one word to it. Um, yeah, I worked on Australia. But also for Basmark. For Basmark, yes. Yeah. I was actually across, I was a researcher. Yes. And I was across several of the things he was developing at the time. You were but, in the house. Yes, his house his house uh, was also his office, the House Amazing. of Iona in Darlinghurst. Unfortunately, <gasps> they don't have it anymore. It makes me very sad. Oh, was it incredible? Was it like an enchanted castle? It was pretty great. It wasn't like a castle, but it was, It was yeah, a beautiful old, oh. I think it used to be the American Ambassador's oh. home. It was actually it had the most perfect history. It was a brothel, then it was the American <laughs> Ambassador's home, and then CM transformed into the House of Iona. Oh. And it was absolutely, like if you were a mega fan of Baz, which I was, like, I can't even tell you how magical it was to be in. Like, I'd be sitting there in the room and there was, like, framed on the wall right in front of me, Leonardo DiCaprio's um, Hawaiian shirt from Romeo and Juliet, like the same uh, one that's on the cover of the CD, which, of course, I used to own and listen to relentlessly. Of course. Like, it was amazing. Wow. I haven't revisited Romeo and Juliet oh, since 1996. Magic. It's so good. Is it still okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it Brilliant. really, like, I, I loved it. And what a soundtrack. Oh, oh. Desiree Kissing You. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway. Very good. Yes. And then, so mostly I was working, researching Australia, like researching like cattle droving. And Australia. Like yes. Yes. Maybe. yes. That's right. That's right. And indeed, 
met, it's slightly controversial because we both have, Adrian claims we briefly met before this, but in my memory, I met Adrian on the premiere of Australia. Oh. Because mm. he was in post-production. He did all the makings of, mm. making of things. Anyway, mm. just this week, we've known about it for a while, but just this week they've announced Baz has revisited Australia, already a close to three-hour movie, and he has turned it into a six-part miniseries for, it'll be on Disney Plus here, um, called Far Away Downs. Good for her. I mean, great. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, I am approaching this with nerves but also joy. <laughs> firstly, firstly, yeah. I love a double down. Okay. I love Oh, that, yeah, this is very much a double down. I think it's fair. It was reviewed so badly. It and was. he's like, you know what? Fuck you. We're going in harder. The only thing that pisses me off about um, it, it is true to say it, the reviews were not the kindest. <laughs> there are two things that piss me off. Firstly, people say it was a flop. It, no, it wasn't a flop. No. It, wasn't a flop. it made $50 million in America, which I thought was a bit disappointing, but that was the same as Moulin Rouge, mm. which is perceived as success, and it made over $200 million around the world, and it was one of the biggest in Australia. It's one of the biggest Australian films ever made. So just because you didn't love it doesn't mean it was a flop. And then there's this quote floating around that gets attributed to Nicole, and, it, I mean, she said it. It was like her saying, I can't watch it, but she she was very much saying that is about any performance she gives. She's saying, oh, I can't take it in. I can't emotionally connect. I can't watch myself. I love what Hugh's doing. I love what Brandon, the little boy's doing. I just can't do it. And I feel like... Don't demonise it. Look, I'm not defending it, but I'm also enough's enough. But I just love that I think it's fair to say in his filmography, I think most people would say it is probably, well, it's certainly not the top, but I think most people would say it's probably the bottom of, of the <laughs> filmography, don't you? Like I'm sure on the I'm sure on Rotten Tomatoes it's probably the, the lowest. Yeah, it's not my favourite Baz no. offering. I feel like you've got your... My in- favourite Baz offering Circle is Boris. no <gasps> when he discovered TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite Baz thing. And... Action. Is he still on it? We haven't checked. Nah, oh, lost interest. Like me. Yeah, it is just. I bet you. No, actually, wasn't it that his daughter got excited about it for a while and helped him? Maybe. No, no, he's too busy. He's too busy now. I feel like Baz went through his imperial era, which was strictly, strictly boring, boring. One of the best debuts of all oh time. Oh my god. Romeo and Juliet. I reckon maybe the best follow-up film yeah. of all time. Yeah. Then. Moulin Rouge, incredible. So still. pretty much one, one would argue you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, so those were three in a row yeah. and Australia was the fourth. <laughs> and then, But then from Australia, then we went on to The Great Gatsby. Ooh. No! Ah! But I don't know. Nice costume. Would you put it above Australia? I'd put it above Australia. Yes, I would. Yeah. I would put Baz's TikTok above Australia. Yeah. Australia was... And then Elvis, which I think you'd probably also put above Australia. No, I haven't watched it. Really? No. That's insane. <laughs> But he's gone back to all of the original footage and it's all been recut as a television series, re-edited. And also I know, um, I don't think this is ruining my NDA, I know that the first cuts of it came in at around like four and a half hours or something and he was told by the studio you've got to cut it down. And certainly my husband, who was present at that point, I didn't see them, but he said that it was better. Oh. Four and a half hours. That's right. Okay. That's right. So that's why... 
I just feel like, I mean, it's hard to paint Baz Luhrmann as an underdog. He's one of the most successful directors of all time. But in this case, I feel like there is an underdog energy going into this. He knows people hated it. To say, I'm going to give you more of it is a baller move and I want it to pay off. More of what you didn't ask for. Little bit worried that it does. The film, as I recall, does have the white saviour element in it with Nicole singing songs to yes. the First Nations yep. children and generally saving them. Uh, but, but... Yeah. Maybe he's attended to that. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even. This is torture for him. I'm deeply concerned he is not known for his collaboration and getting other people's opinions. So do you think perhaps he's had somebody view it who would... I, I feel... I, uh, I don't uh, know Look again. <laughs> I, I, again, I feel like... Everything is problematic. I feel like he has absorbed the commentary around that film and this is his answer to it. So I am... Holy I shit, again, no pressure. You know what I would welcome a remake of? What? A revisiting of. A remake or revisiting yeah. of. The fucking Shirley. Oh. The Shirley. Yeah, Rebecca Smart. I don't know why, but I was obsessed with it. Mm. I thought I, I couldn't watch it enough. I loved there's a, there's a scene with her on the swing. I oh. just remember that's it it is imprinted. Why did the Shirley capture me oh, so? Obsessed. That and Bangkok Hilton. No, oh, not as much what? for me. Oh no, no, Ben's with me. No, not as much for me. The Shirley. I don't even the Henderson kids. Oh yeah, and the Shirley. It's so weird that you say this because at the moment and. I couldn't possibly reveal what project I'm researching this. I'm at the moment watching again and again the 1989 TV Week Logie Awards when the Shirley dominated. Shut up. Yeah, she won for like best child performer and Brian Brown got a like lifetime achievement even though he was probably younger than us at that yeah, age. Yeah, he was. And um, and it, so I'm seeing all the clips of it. Noni Hazelhurst was in it. It was Classic. fucking brilliant. I mean, I, I haven't revisited it since 1989. No. But I was in, I was in grade <laughs> five. I was ten. Mm. And for some reason that, I don't know, I just was obsessed. Like we recorded it on the VHS mm. and I watched it. I watched it in my spare time for mm. fun in between the Madonna video clips and oh, yeah. everything else I had. Back Shirley. An Australian classic miniseries. Oh, my God. Remember Return to Eden? Do you remember that? That's no, so I didn't camp. really get into that. <gasps> Yeah. Didn't get into that. Really? Nah. I can't believe you weren't into Bangkok Hilton. Mm -mm. Shirley and Henderson Kids. Wow. Henderson Kids ruled my life. Yeah. I fucking love the Henderson Kids. And it had the best theme song. Do you remember the Henderson Kids theme yeah. song? Oh mm. my god, it was so good. I know. God, I miss that. Those were the days. It's it was... so nostalgic. I feel it. I can feel how I used to feel when I knew the Henderson kids was coming on. Mm -hmm. The other thing I felt viscerally was Degrassi Junior High. Of course. Caitlin's <sighs> yes. not a Leslie, which would be fine if she was. Everybody wants something. They'll, They'll never, never give, give up. up. <sighs> Zip remedy. I know. The weird thing, I, but also I love the idea that he's re-editing this film. And also, like oh, in, hang on. in music, it's such a culture of, songs get remixed. And sometimes it's the remix that becomes the hit, yeah. like Kelly Rowland's work, greatest remix of all time. Greatest Took song. a song that was fine, yeah. turned it into oh, absolute Masons. banger. Still listen to it. It's on my workout. It's oh. never left my workout. Daily. Yeah, exactly. Daily in my house. There is, like, I, it's way more expensive, but I would be so interested to watch people remix films, go back to the original footage and cut it together in a different way, reorder the story, find different bits in there, put in missing scenes. I want film remixes. I want someone to go, this is my cut of that film.
Anyway, wow. that's just my two cents. Okay, I love it. I love how passionate you are. All right. M won't be watching. You will, actually. You'll give it five minutes. I'll watch. Oh, you watch it? I mean, if it's good. If it's really bad, I'll watch it. If it's really good, I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, it would just be if it falls in mediocre land. Then that, you lose that's, me. That's the problem. Something needs to be a spectacularly fucking act of violence on or, television or yeah. life-changing. <laughs> I don't have the patience for the middle. <laughs> But you if, have your, like, glitter burlesque territory. <gasps> did you see they're making burlesque the musical? I did see that. Christina Aguilera's, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> they're debuting it in London. I'm yeah. not against us going to that. Wow. I'm really, I would go see burlesque the musical. Do you know what else is debuting in London this week? Let's talk about it. I've been avoiding it because I feel sick about it because there's a possibility I'm never going to see this show. Mm. <laughs> I can't. I actually. I'm gonna have to hard. mute it. I'm okay. gonna have to mute it soon. Oh no! I, I'm already. I'm already I'm on afraid. the hashtag. I'm afraid for your mental health. Because she's re- she's rehearsing. So gays are wandering outside. They're going. Oh, we've heard this song. We've heard that song. I'm already drinking it. And do you want to hear what she's some of the stuff she's singing? Okay, no. go. Well, she's definitely doing a big version of Frozen. We're we're speaking of Madonna, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her celebration tour, the one that we were meant to see in New York. Oh, we Don't should have worry. seen it by now. We should we already should have. have that. History, that logged, that memory in our core fucking vaults. Medical crisis. The Queen was almost lost. She's bounced back and now she's in Manchester doing her final sound. She just looks amazing. Yep. She Keeps being fit. papped. Yeah, she's riding around cities. She's Not that it matters, over it. except that it does. Well, it matters that she's healthy and fit. Yes, we, we're saying specifically she looks healthy. Which is great. Yeah. Okay, tell me the songs. I no, love Frozen. I don't know that many. Definitely that's confirmed and definitely erotic is confirmed. <gasps> erotic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we don't have set lists yet. No. I can't. It's too much. It's too much Are you much really not going to be able to look? I remember you I remember you watched all of Beyonce's concerts. I did. You were actually booked to see it. But it's Madonna. Yeah. It's Madonna. What about when we're on YouTube and you know it'll suggest it to us? They'll go full recording of Madonna's concert. What are you going to do? You watch it. You watch it. I of course will. you will. Of course I will. Damn you. We'll watch it together. But in your waters last time, you knew it wasn't going to hit. Are your waters okay now? Do you feel like she's going to hit that stage? Oh, interesting. She's consulting her waters. <laughs> my waters, my waters, my waters feel like it's going to be, if she does go up opening night, I feel like mm. it's going to be very late. I think I think if the show's meant to start at eight, oh, you you're looking just, at a okay, ten yep, yep. pm start time. Yeah, oh, that's oh, for her. That was early. <laughs> I'm doubtful on opening night, which okay. she has a history of. She certainly does. Yeah, like there's there's definite preform on not rocking up. I feel sorry for anyone who got tickets to the very first show. I'm doubtful on that. Yeah, well, that's my especially prediction. because you would have thought when you bought them in London that she would have already done her American Whole thing. by this point. Yeah, I'd be very mm. nervous if you have any knowledge of Madonna to have tickets for her first night in Manchester. Put it that way. Mm. <laughs> but look, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy for everybody. We're possibly considering. I just have Michael and Adrian want to go to Miami, but I just have no desire to go to Miami. It's just the only option I have. Are you sure? Yeah, unless she extends to Australia, but I don't think she will. Why would she? We're so poor. (laughs) (laughs) We've got no spending power. All right. Well, we leave you. I am, yeah, hopefully, I don't know. I'm really, I think everybody, if you are struggling at the moment, you're not alone. We all are. And I, we provide you this space to hopefully take you out of that for a little bit and hopefully Mm. we did that. But I just want you to know that everything we spoke about at the top is laying heavy on my heart and mind and soul and, Yeah. Next time we, we meet, we'll know the outcome of the referendum. 
which is so strange. So strange. But. (laughs) (laughs) Deep, deep breath. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. This is Emsolation. Thanks, gang, for being here. Just want to remind you, we put out a little extra episode last week with Rachel Perkins, who is the co-founder of the Yes23 campaign. She gave some amazing insight and I know a lot of you found it helpful, but I want to remind you if you haven't listened to it yet, please go and do that. It's free. It's on the normal channels. And, um, yeah, I hope you get something out of it. I got a lot out of it as well. Have a lovely weekend or week ahead depending on when you're listening and we will hear you soon. Bye. heard and want more? Emsolation is a totally independent neurodivergent female-led podcast, which you can help support by subscribing to Emsolation Extra. Get exclusive bonus episodes every Tuesday. Question time with Em and Michael, pre-show meetings, videos of the podcast recording, pre-sale access to live events and discount merch, a weekly newsletter and so much more. Help us by subscribing now or gift a subscription to someone you love at emsolation.supercast.com or get the link via Emsolation Socials. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas, executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, edited by Ezekiel Fenn, socials by M. Rossiano, Benjamin Wosley, and Marcella Rossiano Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and George. Watts with videos by James Henderson. Follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast and join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. Please take the time to share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you use by hitting the follow button. Thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. Emsolation.